Now, after singing that song, I was the Lord, okay, I'm not doing this. See, um, two years ago, we started studying the book of God. And, and kind of looking at where we'd be right about now, we could have been right where Keith Reed's son was, the resurrection. However, we're not quite there. So I was going to skip a couple of chapters and go right to John 20 and then come back. And the Lord said, you know, stay in sequence. Uh, okay, so we're going to see it. Now, there's some reasons for that, because we have to understand certain things that took place that where there have been some misunderstandings. And uh, when we, we were singing that song, a few of us were uh, blessed to be at a dinner about a month ago with Mel- Melody Green, Keith's wife, who helped him write all the music. And his music is still staying alive. He's been with the Lord for what, 30 years now? So it's amazing. It's amazing. He was in the, he was one of the first uh, people to be able to use that term of Messianic Jew. Okay, the music again changed. And he was just remembering about that. And uh, his music still is. And no one still is. Well, where we are, you were supposed to mind me, but I forgot. You yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I'm glad to hear that. It's not just me, right? I'm thinking about how things got. You say, well, people, I, a couple of things have said, we're acting after, we're counting this, we're doing that, we're counting. What do you mean, our business has said? What? Who are these people? Anyway, what are, they, what are they doing? Well, where I was kind of ending last night, you were all here last night? Yes. Where I was ending last night, see, when we were wrapping that trick, uh, it was a. The, 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 the festivals, the feasts, are his feasts. They're also called the appointed time. He has appointments with us. Now, he, he gave us a date on his calendar. Okay, the 14th of Nisan. He didn't say, call on any anywhere. When you feel like, no. This holiday had to be on a certain day, even a certain time of day. The land was killed at twilight, which is not sunset. Different subjects. Okay, just let me know. The words of scripture are really important. I said that last night. Are really important. I'm going to show you some today. And you're going to go, I didn't know that. Look at the words. The words. Count they go. Well, okay. What happens is that he fulfilled. Remember, remember, remember fulfilled? The word fulfilled? Doesn't mean throw away? You got that, right? But it means, it means a complete meaning versus a partial meaning. The, the, to fill to its fullest, to overflowing. Well, Yeshua, you know, you know, in fact, that's Jesus, right? Remember that from last night? You got that? Yeshua mm-hmm. equals Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know you do. Before you forgot the count, maybe second, okay? Just to make sure. Right, okay, so, uh, when God gave the calendar, the feasts are prophetic. I, I said that really fast last night. What that means is that there's three aspects to every festival. And we talk about all three. We get to part of the whole deal is like John mentioned how many days are left and, 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 and uh, unleavened bread. Well, during this time of year, it's set aside, and we talk about certain things. We read certain things. We sing certain songs. And, and then for the children, it focuses on events. 
what everything in Daniel 7 because God. What did God do? What did God say? What's, what's he going to do? Well, every festival has three aspects. We remember what God did. Passover, that's what we do. We look back to the Exodus out of Egypt. And the kids ask that question. Well, wait a minute. Why couldn't we have done that without the lamb having to die? So the whole thing is the story of, of why the lamb had to die and the Exodus and, and that, that term of redemption and, and what that means and, the, and death. There had to be a death. Either the lamb or your, your son. Okay? So, there, the festival. Somebody, okay, okay. They have three aspects. Something got there. The second aspect is we just asked what he is currently doing. in. You see, if, if we had a book that was all past tense, you know, we, this is what all things that God did. No, see, what brought me to the Lord, and probably a lot of you, is testimonies of people telling us what God is doing in their life. Not what we did 2,000 years ago, but we did, he did like last week and, and, and this morning. <laughs> we were not, we first said, you know, we start a congregation. I, I, for a very short while, put this job, didn't pay anything, uh, with a solar company and so on, but there were, there were three of us in the truck, go somewhere. But our worship leader was right when I am the other seat, and there was this young woman in the middle. And he and I were talking. But to start the conversation, we just knew ourselves. We would say, You know, the Lord told me this this morning. You know, the Lord was telling me about that. You know, we're back for me. He says, Stop! She says, God talks to you? And we, we had thought about that. We go, Yeah, yeah, that's true. And she was like, What? And she put those testimonies attract attention. Because it's not just what he did. And what does he do then? Well, he put the pastor over the table. He starts. We, 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 what, what's he doing? You would be amazed at the children's responses. They are spiritual people. They have encounters, circles that are amazing. And answers to prayer. You want, you want to ask to pray? Ask to, ask to get to pray for it. We've seen these miracles. Not that I'm trying to pray. Who has kids to pray? So, but then it's the third aspect of each message. What has God promised? Yet to do with the future. They all have a, a futuristic aspect as well. And part of that last night, we were, in that, this is two days ago, I forgot the picture. I got this great picture of working at opening in our hall. And, and where I was the plane was flying last night, where we okay, you have the ascension, you still went to heaven, John uh, is listening to heaven, you're ready to work with Revelation, we're going to be in heaven someday. But John keeps talking about Yeshua as being the Lamb. You wait a minute, that was that, that was that, I don't remember. Right? It's saying, right? He, he was like, no, he is still a lamb that was slain 29 times, he calls him that in the book of Revelation. Because he's still seen as our Redeemer, he will still see the marks. And it's a, it's a reminder of how much he, he loves you. But he's not only the Redeemer, he's the King. He's King Redeemer. And the picture we have, we're going to tell the friend has this big lion. His little lamb cuddled up next to it. And that's the picture. That's him. But he came, the, that, that Passover, he came as a lamb. Innocent little lamb. And what we're talking about today, we're, we're, we're moving into the Garden of Gethsemane and his trials, and how he defended himself, which was by not doing much. But, and, and when he entered Jerusalem, was on a donkey. Like, like the prophecy said, that, that's prophetic. But remember the Akikomi, the middle of is what it's called? That, 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 what it means, he can't. 
forgiveness here, it also means he is coming. There's two aspects. He came and he is coming. For those of you who are ordered, alright, and this is this is a good experience for you, learn how to share with Jewish people because a lie of the devil himself says that they won't listen to you. If you have something to say, they, they will have something to say. But just a little bit of study in, in the Jewish theology in time past, go one back to Yeshua's time and before, they were looking at the prophecies. And they were looking at Isaiah. Here, there's, there's lots of info on this. And they saw Isaiah and said, you know, this sure looks like the Messiah dies. How can he die? He died. But then you have all these There's the Davidic covenant. He's going to be king and reign from Jerusalem. How can he do that if he dies? The rabbis have a battle, right? And they, they went for two possible solutions. That's probably amazing because he was like not a parent. But okay. And the conclusion was this. See, this is how close they, they see it. There's either two messiahs. One that dies and one that reigns the sin. Or there's one messiah that comes twice. One to die. They got to see it. But at this time of year, we can talk about that. The Akikoma means he came, and it means he will come. But he's not coming as a lamb next time. He's coming as a lion. Right? Take the throne, the lion of the front of Judah, and just like, get out of the way. And then in a few minutes, we're, we're going to see a his trial. I'll give you a little bit of insight here. How, how do you witness with this chapter? His various trials. They're going to be reversed someday. The day is coming that Pilate will stand before him for judgment. That Annas and Titus will stand before him for judgment. The day that you will stand before him for judgment. And let them go. If you, so, unfortunately, because you can have a 22-hour version of the Saturday or last night, we can say everything. And the whole concept of you were bought with a price, you've been redeemed, I have paid, I have paid for you. The whole thing is ownership. He owns, if you're a believer, he owns you. And the devil has no right whatsoever. He intimidates and he lies to you, but, but if you're a believer, he, he owns you. You belong to him. That's right. And when you go to that judgment that Pilate's going to be at, he's going to say, no, 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 you, you, don't, you don't go here. You go over there where the party is. There is no judgment for you because he, looking at the Lamb of God, he paid your debt in full. He'll be a start, but you don't even have to go there. And keep that in mind. The, the devil intimidates. You belong to Yeshua. Just keep that in mind. So, but then there's an important we, I said that the sermon title was uh, something about uh, prayer to prayer or something yep. like that. Yep. We have his, his final teaching and then his final prayer in, in, in the upper room at the last Seder, the, uh, the last supper. And as he's praying, this is an important prayer. He's praying for his disciples because he's leaving and they're going to get a face. He's praying for us as well. In verse 20, it says he's praying for those that will be believing in the future. So now, to take a look at this, and, and it was interesting with the, the various backgrounds of people that shared this. We, we have people here from all over the world. And English is not the first language. Okay? It's the only one I know. I, I, I could Latin in high school. Everybody who speaks Latin. Yeah. Okay, I can't stop the loans anymore. But uh, this is a, a, a picture of the great conviction is working. Okay, someone somewhere, okay, we're here in the uttermost parts of the earth, 
from all these different kind of methods, but somebody told you, they told the person, told them, it's, it's, it's worth it. And the lag enemy is that they weren't listening, just simply not. In fact, in my experience, some of the biggest protesters are the ones that are that close. Yeah. This yeah. the example, and that's the back to prayer of what he said. He, he is closing prayer. He's praying for, he's closing his ministry prayer. Not the meeting, his ministry. Because now it's being transferred to them. He's giving it to them. And you say, they're not ready. I would say that. But that brings me back to the reason we're counting, right? We're counting. I'm going to be around the reminder. We're supposed to remind you. I'm the chief of my counting, right? Oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the festivals are prophetic. Half the world, you saw that. The Messiah, the Lamb of God, died on Passover, on the date, on the times that were, that were predicted. I mean, intricate detail. You could not do this yourself. Intricate detail. And we talked about the one more little thing, you know, after, after you have the, this big thing of Passover and all those events, God said, okay, next festival. The day after the Sabbath, after the Passover, the high priest is supposed to go before the Lord, and he has a, 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 a sheep of grain. And he has a little bottle on the end of it. That means it's alive. It's life. That means that that's the beginning of the life that is going, it's going to blossom and bloom, and there will be a harvest. And the way you're the harvest, you are the harvest. And so he takes that, it's a wave offering. Wave offering is a Thanksgiving offering. He, he says, thank you, Lord, for your promise of love life. That's the next sunrise, the day after the Sabbath, after the Passover. Passover can be any day of the week. But the Sabbath is Saturday, here we are. And the day after the Sabbath is Sunday. Now, what was happening? What was happening at sunrise that Sunday? <laughs> yes. Okay. Women were going were going to dead bodies. They thought. Not so. Because that was the promise of the resurrection. And the Passover event, the real focus is the resurrection, not the death. And because he is like all of their, he is like referred to Yeshua as the first fruits of the resurrection. He's using the term first fruits, which is a title for the festival. So wait, so we have the day applicant is a specific day. They got long time ago said something's going to happen on that day. So that's a big, pretty big deal of the resurrection. But the disciples weren't expecting it. Even though Yeshua told them a lot of times, why did they expect it? you got to admit, it's kind of unbelievable. It really is. It's huge. Even the big stuff, though. It's big. Uh, miraculous. But that's not what got it. And then we were talking about starts. Then we're supposed to count some more. It says that he makes the counting of the Omer. What's that? Well, we start counting certain days, and there's, there's you know, the Omer is a measure of rain, and then, and then uh, and we, over the years, they've added a bird, and the scripture reads the song. Why? Why? It's to focus our attention on the counting that God said to count a certain number of days. Why? Well, that can, we don't know why, but God said to be at the end of that, something's going to happen. Okay, so if you look at the calendar, you count the, the Jewish calendar. You, God said count 50 days from the day that you brought the wave operator. All right, so you start counting. Okay, 50 days later, that happened on Sunday as well. 50 days later, the thing God says, that's the day of my next holiday. 
I've been, I've been, I've been there a few blocks. It's shot in the world. These people are fantastic. Okay, we didn't plan it. So they should have been anticipating something big is going to happen at Pentecost. And it did. Is it? It did. Something huge happened at Pentecost. What? This is a great question. What was the miracle of Pentecost? No. Okay. Okay. See, this is a Jewish foundation. The miracle of Pentecost was the 3,000 Jewish men came over all at the same time. That's an amazing miracle. But it happened on the appointed time, the appointed day. God, and, and we, we, we were this morning, that's the, the three uh, weekends a year I require the men to be in, that's it, uh, if you live in Israel, to be in Jerusalem. Okay, we're the Passover, the Pentecost, and Sukkot, which is that's the Tabernacle. Okay? So, they learned, well, that means he's going to do something good. And God's kind of saying, I don't want you to miss it. First big thing was Passover. Remember the end of Luke, Luke 24 on the road to Emmaus? He is rocking these two guys, he's, he's kind of hiding who he is. And he said, what, oh, what's all the fuss about? You mean you've been here and you don't know what's going on? This is the biggest thing, you know. Then he said, okay. You didn't hear about this? That was a big, big thing. Well, the deal is that God doesn't want you to miss something big that he does. He said, I'm going to do something big in Jerusalem. Do that. So, and they said, we're, we're blessed because the next time we're, we're, we're Pentecost. I'm going to do something big in Jerusalem at Pentecost. And he did. And part of that miracle that day was now this is important for use when people give you objections. We have the answer, by the way. We have we have the answers to all their objections. Peter gets up and gives you a sermon. Then Peter ran away in eight, which is a part of the sermon that we ever did there. And, and we they important, but we should not tell you why. But but he stands up, this Galilean fisherman. And in front of thousands of people, he starts preaching. And what's the subject of his message? The resurrection. Now, think about this. This is what I'm doing. This is the chance right here for the authorities to say, excuse me, sign of Peter, wait a minute. Everybody follow us. We're going to take you to the tomb and show you a dead body. They were, they didn't say anything, did they? The tomb was about a quarter of a mile away. Very, very close. There's something you may not know. It, historically, the Sanhedrin, that ruling, the Supreme Court judges, had to investigate any religious problem. This is a religious problem. Alright? A religious problem. You guys, you'll see some of it next week as we talk about the crucifixion. Uh, we're going to have a little skit. And one of these is going to be a Roman soldier. And we'll see what happened that morning when the soldier was rolled back. See, if, they, if, if what they were guarding got away, they would be killed. If they fell asleep, they would be killed. If the seal of love was broken, they would be killed. But they weren't killed. So, what do you love about so, okay, so we have 50 days. Something big is going to happen. So, Peter, Peter talked about the resurrection. Why did they interrupt him? They say, well, we can take you and show you a dead body. They could do it. They could not do it. Um, and they still can't do it. And all the witnesses that we have are seeing a living person, not a dead person. And they're in, they're in abundance. Well, that Passover, okay, 
Pesha and Sukkot is tabernacles. What, what happened to tabernacles? Guess what? Hasn't happened yet. Get ready. Because if you take a look at what that festival is all about, that's the last one. That's the harvest festival from the harvest in. The harvest is the final harvest is in. And then the party starts. That's when the king takes his time. And the question is, what we see in the true teaching is, are you ready? Because it's going to be a surprise. You say, well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. This coming fall, as you go, if I, if I say, do you really believe he's coming tonight? Tonight. You'll say, no, because we're going to be at camp. And if you really were coming at night, you would probably be at, at your family's home witnessing the event because of what, what's going to happen if they don't accept it. But we had that, that doubt. He said, you, I will be coming at a time that you think not. But be ready. He said, there's a problem. That one hasn't happened yet. You're sure the first two happen, that's going to happen as well. Be ready. Be ready. Well, okay. He prays. There, so that, that's the message of the counter. You, you got that one? We got, that's why we count. Because we remember what he did. Uh, he gave uh, the Great Commission that, that, that has uh, ascended. He, he, he trained them for three years. But uh, at Pentecost, he empowered them to do it. All right? He empowered them to do it. And nothing to do with education. Everything to do with who you know, not, not what you know. And here you are. Well, he, he, prayed, he prayed for his disciples. He prays for us. I'm going to start, I'm going to close last time and start this one with this prayer, the end of it. And let's, let's give ourselves a grace on how we're doing. Not out loud. Because this looks kind of easy. That embarrassing thing. He, he prays for our unity. For our unity. Worldwide, the body of Messiah is extremely fragmented. And we have theological enemies that really should be our friends. So this might be We prayed that we would love each other. And then he qualified the same way he loved us. Not but not. Love each other the, the way he loved. Which, which is this. I mean, he died for us. John 3 16. God so loved the world that he gave his best. Heaven, he gave him his best. He said, I want you to love like that one. But you know, yeah, I guess you do know that. Well, well, how are you doing? It's not easy. I can't find an easy verse. The conclusion of that, that whole subject matter was this. And he sometimes we pray like this. Prayer is not the way we get God to do our will. You get that one? Some people think prayer is how we get God to do what we want. No. Okay. We're supposed to ask him, what do you want? What do you want? And then when you hear it, we say, well, is there anything else? You said it out. How about somebody, you know? Some pray, Lord, can I do it my way? I know it looks through what maybe, but I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. No. Some people place an order. Here's my list. Here's my list. I could resist this one. This is the burger king. He is the king of this. He wants us to ask, 
what is your way? And then do that. All right, not our way. And the answer would be like, well, that, that's the way I want it. And that's a, that's a great joy to us. If you reveal himself, then we can say, so we have to do it. In high school, I worked at a you know, pharmacy for a number of years. This, this was a part of my training to do what I'm doing now. How that? It was L&L Pharmacy. The owners were list and list two nice Jewish gentlemen. All right, I learned a lot. Good. You won't believe the parting advice to me. I was there for, for, for six years. I'll tell you that in about 32 seconds. But when I was brand new as up, when I was 16, across the drugstore, I heard, I heard this. Pop black. I still hear that. Pop black. I fired back and go, yes. They say, are you busy? You know what answer, right? I, oh, yeah, yes. I learned quickly to say, yes, I'm very busy. Versus, what are you doing? Nothing? Never say that. <laughs> never say that. So, but what God says, I'm black. Are you busy? Oh, not really busy. Really busy. Uh, are you busy to, to pray with men on Wednesday night? Pretty busy. Are you busy to go to the Macduff's house the next Saturday afternoon? Just to pray for the National Day of Prayer and for the outreach for the, uh, I'm going to be busy. Maybe, Because these don't hold up. Maybe we're more busy. Because Yeshua is an example of prayer. He prayed more than anybody else in Scripture and he prayed his prayer for the longest. And if we would ask God, don't ask me. If we were to ask God, how are we doing? What would he say? What would you refer to our grief? See, I don't, I'm not the judge. We should ask him that question. Because our robot, our chief rabbi, the king of kings, and the beginning of this faith, said, I want you to do what I do. And it's all that easy with the he and the we. He does this, we do that. We're the people of prayer, we're the ancestors. We're the characters of love. And it's not easy to do all that. Well, chapter 17 ends with him praying for them. And then they go across the Keeper on Valley. Let me just read a part of this. You all, did you all read ahead this week to chapter 18? Do you all understand? Of course. In this part of the Gospel accounts, right? Okay. Yeah. That was my answer. I was, t- I was testing you. Very quickly, some of this is really important. When Yeshua spoke these words, he went out with his disciples, they left the upper room, over the brook Kedron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place. For Yeshua often met there with his disciples, a place of prayer, a favorite place. And Judas, having received a detachment, important word, the priests and officers and chief priests and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Yeshua, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward. He went away. Could he have done that? He went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Yeshua of Nazareth. Yeshua said, My Bible says, He said, I am He. He said, I am. This is what Moses heard in the burning bush. That's it. And Judas, who betrayed him, stood with them. Significant word. Judas stood with them. 
Now, when he said to them, I am, they drew back and they all fell down. They fell to the ground. Fell on backwards. He asked again, Who were you seeking? He said, You should have never. He said, I told you that I am. Therefore, let me go. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. That's detail. Words of detail. Cut off his right ear. Here, it gets more detailed. The servant's name was Malchus. Okay, let's talk about this one. This one. The arrest in Gethsemane. John does not bring to the agony of Yeshua and his friends. Why? Because he's assuming that you will read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John wrote this a long time later. And as the clock Kidron goes, there's a valley, the Mount of Olives, into the valley of the brook Kidron, and goes up to the Temple Mount. Uh, and in the, in the, you cross the Kidron Brook, and the Mount of Olives, olive, right in the there. It's an olive orchard. This is an olive garden. Gethsemane means olive press. Well, he was under the olive press that night. This is where the oil came from for the, the temple menorah. The candle outlet of the temple came from where he was friend. And he is the light of the world. All these connections. So, uh, the book Hebrew. Now, historical sources. Tell us that at Passover, at Yeshua's time, there were 256,000 lambs slain in that week. And it describes, oh, and the drainage, part of it came around and went into the Kikron Brook. That's not drinking water. Drinking water came from cisterns and rocks only. But when you cross, they cross the Brook Kikron. It's a full moon. It is every castle. What do you see? The blood of the lambs in the water. Another reminder, as he crosses from the temple where, where lambs have been dying, and, and this picture of, of what he would do, and he goes into the place of prayer, the Garden of Gethsemane, he crosses the stream of blood, a lot of it. Just a reminder, just a reminder. <clears throat> Well, can you run away? Look at seven. We have the, all this entourage. These were temple police. They were Romans. They went under the director of the Sanhedrin. There's a police force, which were mostly uh, Sadducees. But Pharisees came with them. But remember, I said the word detachment is important. So it was a, a unique word that, that John selects: a detachment of police. And, why do, you, why do you just send the police there? Okay, now, some of you have been with us to Israel. And if you go on the Mount of Olives, if you take away all the buses, you need to do this at night. Oh, this was night. And you can just sit there. On the Temple Mount, you can hear people talking, just in conversation. All right. Sound travels nice. It's an amazing view. You sit there and you do it right at Eastern Gates. Right these two days. It's just prophetic. That's how you will enter the site of These two days. Ezekiel 44. So, the, the detachment. Who's the detachment? It's 1,000 men plus 250 
men on horses, the cavalry, plus 760 infantry. 2,000 people! Now, wait a minute. They were carrying lanterns and torches and weapons and all that. What does that sound like? 2,000 people. That's not the movies, is it? That's, the, that's not the movies. That's, that's an amazing compliment to be sure. They thought it would take that many guys to arrest them. But think about it. Like now, a Galilean fisherman and a teacher, and we need 2,000 people? Amazing. Amazing. Now, he went forward. I mean, he, he saw him coming a long way to work. He stepped right up. He stepped right up. And when he stepped up, he, who are you seeking? And the words that, that they hear, I am, was a, the, the, a name that God used to himself. I'm the ever present one. And they fell down backwards. Power came out of him. Just like him saying his name. Now they didn't fall forward. They worship. How much time do you see than 2,000 representatives? Now, Peter gets the background. Now, we, you know, at least he was there. We're the rest of us. Peter and John were there. We're going to hear the rest of the story. But what do you think about it? Peter is the only one who takes up a defense of his best friend, of uh, uh, his teacher. All right? So, okay, we're all take care of it. I don't know if you've got but you, you can kind of draw the sword. So, what do you think happened at that point in time? Did he, okay, the guy's out. John gives us detail. You know why? Hang on. Peter drew his sword. The guy named Malthus. And you think Peter walks back very carefully and says, Matt, you turn it for his little leg? Okay. Is this on hold of it? Yeah. You think that, that's what happened? Yeah. No. And that Peter wasn't doing a vertical. He was doing what was up. He went for the guy's head. Now that's up to his ear. This is one of the coolest miracles. I mean, the, the people standing around saw that. Mouth to what happened. You should have reached that until it looked like the other gospel picks up a very stick to back on. Did you just see that? Did that really happen? I can imagine everybody else saying, You're a mark or a scar or whatever. But you know, and, and you should have said to you, We're not here to fight. I'm, there's a purpose of why I'm here. It's still the Okay. Now, the guy's name is Nan. He was a famous guy. Oh, you're, you're Malthus? In a few minutes, when we read on, we'll see why he, why his name is in the Bible. There are some people in the Bible I wouldn't want to have my name and you can look at it, right? Think about that. Now, there was a series of trials. The first trial was before Annas, who was not the high priest. He sounded like Titus, who was the high priest. Why did they go to Annas? Now listen, listen to this. Annas had been the high priest, but he was the power behind the authority at the present time. He, what, okay, who is supposed to be high priest according, according to the Bible? The Bible? They tell us, who is supposed to be the high priest? From me, right? yeah. The oldest living son of Aaron. Who is that? These people have no relationship with Aaron at all. None. 
back then the state bribery bought the office. The highest there is going to be a high priest. So Hamlet's control, who was going to be a high priest. And he didn't need more than that. Um, uh, that, 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 that brings up a question at the second time. Who, who has the right to the flock to be king? The, the, the old Southern Irish condition. And we have a genealogy to prove it. This went to the highest bidder. And how did they get that? Because they agreed to support Rome. All these unholy alliances. They could stay in office as long as they allowed Rome to do their thing. Well, Rome compromised where they agreed not to have any statues. Okay, no statues, but you do what we said. But we'll, we'll, we'll make you look good. You can have your sacrifices and all. You can be religious. Each ant became very rich. How did he become so rich? You remember it at the beginning, at the end of the ministry, the end of the temple, near the eastern gate. What did he, what did he do? He came on, on the temple platform. Turned over on the table. Okay, he said, my father's house is a house of prayer. You made it a den. He said, you've named a den of thieves. Anna's owned the marketplace. It was his. So they're bringing it to Anna's. Okay, he just probably asked to stop two times. This is okay, Anna's, you get first shot. The Jewish people despised Anna's. He exploited the worshiper. You had to have a lamb. But when you brought your lamb, it was inspected. And guess what? No good. It's bad. And the authorities say, we have to buy one of all. And it's like 25 times the flame price. But you had no choice if you were going to make the sacrifice. So they were ripping the people off in the name of God. Fine is not into how The Talmud records what the Jewish people thought of Annas. I'm not going to read it. But the executive recorded They were the worst and the evil sin. Okay? So he, he owned the market that you should have said this is a day of thieves. He wanted to be first. Now, Peter, at that point, runs away. He sure was arrested. We hear him around all evening to the various trials and so forth. And uh, all the apostles did run away except the year and John. But how were they able to, how do we get the detail of what happened? How do we get the detail? We set the stage for next week. Okay, after Anna took him to Caiaphas, and then verse 15. On the way there, Peter follows Yeshua, and so did the other disciple, John. Now that disciple was known to the high priest. Ah, so you know. And went with Yeshua into the courtyard, went inside of the high priest. He's in the yard of Caiaphas, his yard. How do you know? They knew him. How do you know him? But Peter stood outside the door. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Somebody knows somebody here. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You're one of this man's disciples. He says, I am not. Now the servants and officers 
doing that. The main call of fire stood there where it was cold. They were warming themselves, and Peter stood with them. Uh oh, did you hear the first one? Judas stood with them. Now Peter is sitting inside, apparently, and standing with them. Not for sure. He's united to you. The high priest uh, then asked Yeshua about his disciple and his doctor. Those are good questions. And he said, you know, I spoke openly. They're supposed to bring witnesses. They don't have any. They have no witnesses. Verse 25. Now Simon Peter stood in one place and warmed himself. Here's what they said again. You're one of his disciples, not He said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest. Now, this is funny. One of the servants of the high priest. A relative of him who is here, Peter cut off. It's all family, okay? I didn't think it would happen. Said, I saw you in the garden with him. Now, when people kind of say that, they say, Do you, Are you one of those, you know, those Christians who wrote both messianics? What's your name? Sometimes they look in the chest. Sometimes people, for whatever reason, are embarrassed. That's their belief, their faith. Anybody ever had that problem? When we look at Israel, you have to be very careful on, quote, witnessing that because they could be And so uh, we learn quickly that legally, if anyone asks you a question about your faith, you may answer it honestly. Quickness to get them to ask you a question. But you know, we were trying to be careful on how we answered so I finally someone day just said, Look, are, are you ashamed for him? And that just that was that was like pointed deep. And that's like fear. Tell others what you do. Because in many cases that's how they will come to work. That's that's how I think you work. Be honest with us. And Peter's in trouble, right? He's all these bad rats. He's not knowing but he's followed. He denied him the third time, and then the, the rooster rose at that time. Now, in the Gospel of Luke, it says at that point, Yeshua was being taken from this spot to this spot, and halfway across, Yeshua's eyes, the head turns, and their eyes meet as the rooster rose. Ooh! As Yeshua said, You will deny him. Oh, no way! There's no way! Not me, go! They might not be. They went. From Caiaphas to Pilate. I'm going to skip this and I'll go over probably next week, but I want to end on one note. Pilate's trying to get out of this. He keeps saying, uh, you know, I, I know both this man. You know, he's done nothing wrong. He keeps saying that. The reason they bring him to Pilate is that the captain punishment has been taken away from the people. The Pilate said, You do it, and punishment is you, so we want to kill him. And here at the same time, there's been all this stuff about having to keep certain regulations about the Passover. They were these legalistic, they were hypocrites. Big time, big time. And so they wouldn't even go in the same room. And, and, and one of the scriptures says, because they would be defiled, and, and they couldn't keep the Passover. There is no such scripture that says that. Their own invention. There is no such scripture that says that. And so he's before Pilate. And the beginning says back and forth, one wonders who's really on trial. And like I said, the day will come. Now, uh, Pilate has an idea. I know how to get out of this. 
And so he raised it up. And he said, you know, every year we let a prisoner go. Every year, at Passover, we turn one loose. I have an idea. We'll turn Barabbas loose. Okay, now let's go into Barabbas just a bit. Barabbas. This is where words are important. And we'll end with this talk today. Words of, the words of Scripture are important. Because all of our lives, time past here, in the books and movies, called Barabbas. But that's not exactly what it says. Barabbas. We know from historical sources and from the scripture that Barabbas was a robber, a leader of a, of a rebellion, a leader of a rebellion, and a murderer. That, that's it. Alright? Look, now look at the symbolism. Yeshua is the leader of a peace movement, a love group, a forgiveness group. And the two are standing there before Pilate and before a lot of people. And he looks at this Barabbas, which sees the actual Ephesus of Hebrew. Okay. You, you want, you've heard of a bar mitzvah? Where's the bar? Son. Okay, son. What is the word Abba? Father. Father. In prayer we say Abba. That's the name for Father. Barabbas, Barabba, son of the Father. This is a counterfeit Messiah of Satan. The same name, it's the same name as Yeshua. But the opposite is the, the, the counterfeit counterpart, Barabba. Barabba is the man of sin, the murderer, the leader of rebellion. Sounds like Satan to me. Leaders had to make a choice. Pilate turned over there. Okay, you decide. Who do you want? You want Yeshua, salvation, or son of the Father? And they began to shout for Barabbas. Flower and Marvin for Barabbas. And it gets worse. But you know, like, like Simon Bargona, it was before the other, it, it emphasizes that his name is identical with Yeshua theologically. We do get a little bit of a glimpse of the future in Revelation where the man of sin comes forth, the counterfeit of a Messiah, and people follow him. Now, right here is, by the way, the first thing to think about is the choice. As we can bring it home in sharing the evangelism, Pilate had to make a choice. What do you do with Yeshua? He kept asking the question. He was asking the right question. What do I do with him? And he asked the people that. What do I do with him? Good question. Have you, how have you answered that? What have you done with him? This thing got Barabbas. You have to make a choice. Do you choose Yeshua or do you choose Barabbas? In this situation, a choice had to be made. But symbolically, we make a choice. Are we not going to choose God's son or the other one? And you've got to make a choice. Who are you going to follow? Who's your leader? The leader of rebellion? For the leader of peace and love. Isn't it amazing who they chose? Isn't it amazing who they chose? Now, this is a part of scripture that is used for anti Semitic purposes against Jewish people. Because this, okay, well, I, I was told one time uh, to speak in a synagogue for several times in, uh, in, in Reno. And why are this, the names were 75 Jewish men, conservative Jewish men, with a question time. So I couldn't prepare for questions, whole fifty questions. And very revealing. 
The question is like this. What do I say to my son when he comes home from school and Christians are saying, you're a Christ killer, you killed Jesus? Well, we talk about there's no one here. And then they go to this verse. Here, here, John writes. And it was, it was the Jews that said that. The Jews were shouting, Barabbas. Paul says, what do I do with, with Yeshua? Crucify him, crucify him. And he gets worse and worse and worse. Look at that, it says that right in your Bible. Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, that's what I'm understanding of what all this is like. He's extremely important. Everything that happened in the Garden of the Seminar is illegal. Yeah. Next week, we'll look at your list. A trial couldn't be at night, couldn't be on a holiday, couldn't end in one day. You had to have a certain number of witnesses, they all had to be. We went through a long list. It was absolutely illegal. Why? Because to get a conviction, a death penalty, you see, what happened was the next morning people woke up on a holiday weekend. See, nobody was going to work. They woke up, he's already on the cross. Tried, convicted, nailed already. The people would never have These are the people that loved him on Paul Sunday. As the fact, they didn't know anything about it. It had to be done in a secret. It had to be done in a secret. The rebellion. Okay, it was in a secret. And it was a plot. And you take a look at it. Who's who? What's what? At Passover. Some of you who are new. How much do you know about what these people are doing at Passover? They're not going to work. And they're home having dinners. They went that early. That's a four glasses of wine. The crowd wasn't. There was a small group of people that had to round it up to do what they were told to do. Most were the corrupt leaders of the, of the Sadducees. So small group. Now when that small group says crucified and crucified because of their own personal gain and they're afraid of losing their position of wealth, that's what it was. So we're to allow them to speak for all the Jews of all time. That's how that's interpreted. Not so. Why did they just go back to the week before on Palm Sunday? When they loved him. Because the people did. The Jewish people did not reject him. We're told they rejected Yeshua. They did not. They welcomed him, but the bad guys killed him without the minor. It was too late. He's on the cross. So you get it when you get the straight, and they could do, it, do anything about it at that point in time. What did you do about Moranos? Rebellion, secrecy, behind closed doors. What would have been the outcome if the trial had been legal? Bringing in the witnesses. What, what would they accept of the witnesses? Uh, I was blind, now I see. I was lame, now I walk. Uh, my child was dead, he's now alive. That's what you would have heard. What shall I do with this man? Make him our rabbi. So they didn't want to deal with that because of the personal, personal gain. Personal gain. So don't give quote, the Jews the rat for something they can do. Careful now, listen. The term that John uses, the Jews, is not, it's not translated correctly. That word is not for all Jewish people. It's, it, it's the context of Jewish leaders in Jerusalem at that time. And they were corrupt. They were corrupt. Those are the bad guys. 
and long for the Romans. How many of you have been to Israel? Oh, boy, boy, You went to Kumar? Did you see? Did you see? Do you know that it's very possible that Yeshua had a say with your seats? I mean, how do we know that? He had more than one. You guys have more than one, right? There was a four or five reference. He pressed it first. How do you work the rumors? Follow the man carrying the water pot. Men don't carry the water pot, except the city. And where the bathroom was, was inside the gate of the seats. So he had a close identity with the Essenes. Why did they bring that up? They had rebelled against the, the, the blasphemous, uh, erroneous teachings of the Sanhedrin and the Sadducees. And they left Jerusalem. They said, they are not representing God or what God said to do. And we, we can't do anything over them. And they were expecting the Messiah to come. And so, uh, what's interesting is, when they began to dig up Kumar, see, they, they believe like the Pharisees. Alright? And then you get next week to run, they found some interesting things that have not been published much. One feature on this, they found little documents, fragments of, of what? Parcels, fragments, fragments of the Testament, the Gospel. It's like, wait a minute, that doesn't belong here. Because you can't be a Jew and believe in Jesus. These guys have writing to Paul and Peter. It's like, we can't let that be known because then they will say, okay, you see what I'm saying? And it was under the control of replacing theology people, but so we can't put this stuff out. It's coming out slowly. Nonetheless, there was an affiliation of Yeshua with the Essenes, who wanted to be pure and holy and biblical. What's wrong with that? But they, the, the temple was so corrupt, they left town. That's how corrupt it was. So the choice they were making, the people, Yeshua or Barabbas, you know, God's plan or, or Satan's plan, the world that we live in today, have you noticed a lot that we made in favor of it? They're against us in a lot of things. They're, they're taking away our rights in the name of our abilities. Okay. Just be in prayer and vote. And vote. So Father had to make a choice. And like I mentioned earlier, the day will come, the day will return. Pilate will be standing before the Messiah himself. What will you sure do with him? Well, historically we know that Pilate was tormented greatly over his decision to crucify the Shura. And he ended up committing suicide. He couldn't believe in what he did. He kept saying he was doing something. I don't want to be an issue. You and I today shall have, at least today, to make decisions. What we do. So I believe, I don't think you're here for no reason, but recently you are here today. And I pray that God will speak to you and tell you what you need to hear from us. And what to do with this sermon at all? God speaks to me in worship. Maybe throw me up the way, but I believe it's a reason to do that. Those of you that attend this church, we bless you. In the name of our Messiah, I thank God that you're here, that you're a witness in your life. 
and uh, the, to be able to pray faster, and you are people of prayer, and you, of the group. They filled that room on Tuesday night praying for people in the middle of the week. I came and I was right on top, and it was full already. All right? Praying people. God's going to bless you, and He's going to bless this church. And you don't like the signs in this community. Your pastor leads out the National Day of Prayer. I mean, that's secular. Right on the steps of City Hall, and because they are believers. God has orchestrated things in such a way that maybe this is the last shot, I don't know. But I went out on a limb. Don't prove me wrong. I told him that we would have 100% attention, all of you will be there on May 1st, first night of we get the coolest food. We're going to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Israel, and the Middle East. Join me in prayer. We'll pick up the other trials this next Shabbat, the Wednesday, and the crucifixion. We pay the price. We pay our debt. We owe it. He did. He was the purest spotless land. He is the opportunity. He came and he will come again. He is the redeemer. He is the king. He is the lamb. He is the lion. He is the king of kings. The Lord of Lords. He is the first and the last. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Lord, I pray our prayer would be as Paul, a really intelligent genius. Very simply put, he would pray. I exist that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. For that by tomorrow when this church is full of people celebrating your resurrection, that you would in a dynamic and powerful way in, invade the, the present in, the, in people's hearts, lives, and families and give them a fresh new awakening and empowerment and, and revitalize that message that the women had in the week of that chair. He's alive. He's alive. He is not here. And what the angel said, he is not here. He has risen as he said. Come receive this empty tomb. Lord, I thank you. That we, unlike all other religions in the world, can say that the tomb where our founder is empty. Because he's alive. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share that message. I pray you give us divine appointments. Lord, for those that were here last night, may they never forget these elements on the table that all do a picture of how much you love us. For the Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. May we be your ambassador and your servant who wash the feet of those you put in place. May the truth come out